Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, I'm Crystal Knight and welcome back to the show brought to you by Newsweek. This week, I'm doing something different and I'm talking about pop culture and the Oscar nominations were recently announced. And today's guest is pop culture commentator and host of No Hipsters Pod, Ronse Isengbido. Welcome, Ronse, to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. As I just stated, the Oscar nominations have recently come out. Um, They're not going to be held for another month or so, but at least they give folks opportunity and time to go back and look at the movies that have been nominated, take a a deeper look at many of the actors and actresses and film directors and makeup artists, all of the people who've been nominated for the Oscars. What's what stood out to you so far um, in this year's nominations than in past years? Well, I, I'm struck that by the fact that a, a, a movie with an Asian lead was, a, was the biggest nominee. I think that's really great as far as diversity is concerned. Uh, everywhere, um, everything, everywhere, all at once, which stars Michelle Yeoh is the most nominated movie this year with 11 nods, which is great. Wow. And, uh, and she is, she's also nominated for, the, you know, for best actress in a leading role, which makes her the first, the first uh, openly Asian actress to be nominated for that award. <laughs> so there was actually this other actress way back in probably the twenties called uh, Merle, I want to say Merle Obson. I hope I'm not butchering her name, but she was uh, nominated for an Oscar, but no one knew she was part Asian until she passed away, I believe. And so this, that's been talked about since the nominations have been released. So, you know, that's a big one, but also Angela Bassett was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. She's the yeah. first, uh, you know, Marvel um, performer who is being nominated for an acting award. They've got like, you know, costume and others, you know, types of Oscar nominations in the past, but this is the first time they're getting an acting nomination. So that is huge. And then, uh, you know, there are a few others, you know, uh, you know, Brandon Fraser is having a big return back to the to you know to Hollywood after you know, being away for so long. So he's been nominated for his performance in The Whale, and you know there are a few I think really great performances. There have been comments about the diversity this year and how it's not uh, what it should be, and it's it's, it's making people reminiscent of that year where uh, we had the Oscars so white trending hashtag. Right. But, um, that did kind of stand out to me, but I do think uh, that's kind of made up for with seeing Michelle Yeoh having that big nomination, Angela Bassett having that nomination, mm-hmm. and also Brian Tyree Henry was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. So, you know, there's just sprinkles of diversity here and there. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about. I believe it's April Rain who brought in this Oscar So White hashtag a couple of years yes, ago. Yeah, I think she she brought that hashtag to life really just highlighting how the lack of diversity and one of the things that you just stated was you know this is a record setting year for Asians Asian Americans who've been nominated or people of Asian descent who've been nominated for a number of different roles um, and not just in the actor actress category but maybe the best film maybe there are some in the directing film editing a number of different ways and so I wonder 
sometimes it feels like the Oscars or the, you know, the Motion Picture Academy Awards, it feels like they're very reactionary. It feels like, oh, well, we haven't satisfied this black box. So this year we're going to nominate a bunch of black actors. We haven't really touched this Asian box. So maybe this year we're going to nominate a bunch of Asian actors and actresses and the Latino box and so on and so forth. But what do you think? I mean, is it is it that they're really trying hard to touch all the different demographics that exist in this great United States of America? Or are these, these, you know, these shows and these actors really good and deserving? And I'm not, I don't want to take away from them, but I want right. to really highlight how the Oscars has really been, you know, inconsistent in the way that nominations get made and who gets to be in the highlight and in the spotlight around these nominations. You make a very interesting point. And it's something that I think of often, and like, you know, when we do point out the lack of diversity, you wonder when we do get the diverse nominations, if they're doing the, doing it because they think these actors and performers deserve it, or if they're just trying to meet a requirement or, or reacting at, like you said earlier. And so it's, it's, it's a question that, you know, I think haunts a lot of people, especially a lot of people of color uh, are, are, you know, are, are people being recognized uh, sincerely, or is it just, you know, to save face? And so it, it's, it's a difficult question. We can never really know what's in a person's heart. And uh, I, I really, I would hope that this is done because people can truly appreciate diverse performance for their for, for their legitimate talents. And I do think Michelle Yu is very deserving. I do think Angela Bassett is very deserving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if only for the fact that she should have won for what's love got to do with it. Right. Absolutely. I don't care what the reasons are now. Right. And so it's, 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 it's a, you know, it's a, it's a question that I, I understand people will always ask. And I, and, um, and, and honestly, the best way to address this is to make sure that Hollywood is putting out more diverse films. So it never feels like people are going so far out of their way to nominate uh, diverse actors, because there still is a representation problem in front of and behind the cameras. And so, um, it's the reason why this can oftentimes feel like people are you know, just trying to check a box when they nominate non-white performers. Absolutely. And one of the things that I think a lot of people maybe not understand is that there is an actual campaign that goes on on behalf of the studios, on behalf of the actors and actresses to even get to this nomination phase. And so one of the people um, that I wanted to one of the movies rather that I wanted to highlight was to Leslie. Um, It's an it's Oscar nominated. The actress is, is Oscar nominated for her leading role in the movie. And one of the things that I recently recently read was that she enlisted a number of her famous friends or more famous, um, you know, celebrities to really go on and tout how good this movie was. I actually saw it. Um, it's it's a lot of time spent by herself um, acting. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I think is interesting is that if you go on an, an aggressive campaign to really talk to the different people who make up the committee, the selection committee, you can really get nominated and you can literally be a dark horse and come from behind and get that Oscar nomination. And it may not be in the category that you want, but it, it does show that you, there is an aggressive campaign that happens after the movie is made, after it's already out to the general public 
the actors and actresses and everyone, producers, everyone that's involved with movies, they have to go on a campaign in order to get it in front of the people that it needs to be in front of just so that it can get nominated. Yeah, I mean, yeah, listen, this it's at the end of the day, there are human beings involved in this process. And so there will always be bias and there will always be errors, if you will. And so this is she wouldn't be the first campaign. She she won't be the last. So the, the, there's, of course, the behind the scenes, you know, handshaking and make sure you attend all the luncheons and right. lunches that they have leading up to the Oscars. And there's also things you can do just to create good publicity. I remember Sandra Bullock donated a million dollars her Oscar year. Right. And so there's there's so many things people do to, to win favor when when voting season for the awards come along. So. It wouldn't surprise me. Actually, someone is quoted as saying that the support for Andrew Riseborough, the actress you're talking about, mm-hmm. is is baffling uh, right. in the Hollywood Reporter article. So clearly, you know, it's it's a lot of people are wondering how this 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 is happening, right? So it can happen, and I also believe it could backfire sometimes, right? Absolutely. I think sometimes looking to press could probably backfire. We probably have never heard of the backfire stories because the movies didn't get nominated. So it's it's a really it's a straight process. I, I wish it was more open, but I understand that it's probably better kept under wraps because leaving it open could probably lead to more confusion. But if you remember, Monique uh, made a big deal about not campaigning when she. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, and and she I mean, I'm, I'm glad that she didn't have to. And I also wish she did talk about it in that way. Because mm-hmm. I think that's probably one of the things that that made her uh, a not so loved figure in Hollywood. But yeah, there's definitely campaigning that happens every year. There's a reason why some some people just seem to win every time, or there's a reason why some years someone just seems unstoppable because just all the the people who who make the decisions believe that the person deserves a nomination. A perfect example will be Lady Gaga for the uh, to to a Star Is Born movie. Mm-hmm. If you watched it, which I have, that was not a good performance. And <laughs> she got nominated for everything because clearly someone somewhere decided that this was her year. Well, you know who else is having an amazing year um, is Austin Butler. He's the star of Elvis. And that movie yes. has not only been nominated for an Oscar and he's been nominated for the um, Best Actor Award, but it's been a- yeah. nominated in the SAG, um, in the Golden Globes, I'm sure Critics' Choice Awards. And so one of the things that's interesting about the Best Actor category this year is that all of the nominees are first time nominees really what we tend to see in these in the best actor or best actress categories we see a repeat of established um established actors or actresses and in for the for the male category it tends to be white males over the age of 40 and so to have such a diverse group of men who've been nominated this year is refreshing i would say Agreed. Agreed. And I think I, I do think, you know, um, I, I watched the Elvis movie and I did I didn't hear a lot of like, you know, favorable. I guess I'm quoting people on Twitter. People on Twitter did not like it, but I actually thought it was decent. So I thought it was decent, I'm too. Not, I saw it. Right. right. I'm from Memphis, so I had to go and see it, of course. <laughs> right, right. Right. Of course. Of course. So I actually I thought it was decent. Um, He did a good job. And, and I think a lot of people who maybe didn't like his performance have probably never seen the real Elvis speak, because if you right. have, then you realize that he got a lot of his inflections perfectly. So, you know, I think he did good on um, um, Colin Farrell. You know, another I mean, I mean, I do think it's it's a rel- relatively I won't say dull 
list because Brendan Fraser is, you know, used to be a mm-hmm. huge star, but yeah, you're correct. There are no repeats in this group this year. And that's probably a good thing, right? You know, right. you don't need to see the same people win every single year. So, um, you know, I'm happy to see who's, who's nominated. And I have to admit that I'm actually kind of rooting for Brendan Fraser. So. Oh, okay. Well, I, I really like, uh, I like Brandon Frazier. I think he's had a, a nice career, um, but I really liked Austin and Elvis and maybe it's the yes. Tennessee Memphis in me, but I really did right, think right, that right. he did a good job. I agree with you about his inflection and just the way that he embodied. And I think the makeup yeah. team did an amazing job with, you know, really amazing. bringing him to life. But, you know, one of the other things that I think we also have to mention is that sequels did well in this year's Oscars as well. I mean, Top Gun, the sequel got, you know, a nomination. Avatar, that sequel got a nomination. And even um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, that also got a nomination. And it was through different avenues. Some of it was through makeup or some of it was through the best supporting actress or, you know, best movie. But what does that mean that sequels are really kind of having a comeback? I don't know what the science is, but, but, you know, it's, it's good. I'm, I really, I like that we're seeing, you know, that we're getting more of the atypical type of movies because for the, for a long time, they were going for like these really heart wrenching type of dramas. Yeah. And I think it's a mistake to basically keep sending the message that art isn't good unless it is like depressing. Right. So right. I like to see, you know, like, a you know, like a Top Gun in there and, uh, you know, an Avatar also, just to go back to the previous point, the fact that movies get nominated when they've barely been out for like a few weeks should let you know that there's a behind the scenes process, right? And that people would decide early who the winners are. So, um, yes, of course, Avatar, you know, The Way of Water has has grossed uh, $2 billion and it's now one of the biggest movies ever. But when these nominations are being made, I promise you the movie was not out. And so people clearly had already picked winners in their head already. So. Yeah, that that's a good point. I think the other thing, too, if we talk about things that are having a resurgence like the sequels, we also have to talk a little bit about the snubs. I saw on Twitter a number of people saying that they were disappointed, you know, that Viola Davis did not get a nomination for Woman King or that Danielle Detweiler did not get a nomination for Till. She played Emmett Till's mother. Um, And I'm sure that those are just two that I'm highlighting, particularly because they're black women, but also what does it mean when your favorite movie or, you know, because art is subjective, right? It's a subjective thing, watching a movie, having it resonate with you. It's very subjective. And so many of the people obviously that I follow were really disappointed um, in, in Viola Davis not being nominated, particularly because she's been nominated in other major, um, you know, award shows. And so I just wanted to get your, what's your feedback on that? How do you feel about, this year's Oscar snubs. Right. It was, it was honestly, it's, it's, it was kind of shocking because it was so critically acclaimed. Yeah. And what, like I said, you have human beings involved in this process and people are influenced by a number of things, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes people might just feel like, oh, like, like, why do we have to nominate her just because, right? Right. And that's, that's one thing. And then other times it could be like they're influenced by things other than the performance in question, right? So yeah. she had the abysmal Michelle Obama portrayal. And even though that's not what she's been nominated for, people tend to take um, like an aggregate look at performance, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so that could have influenced that decision, I believe. Oh, that's a, that's a good point. I, I didn't think that 
folks that are on the nominating committee could look at your body of work over the last year, right. as opposed right. to the the one movie or one, you know, particular piece of right. art that you could potentially be judged for. I think the other thing um, Ron said that was kind of snubbed this year was the best director category. There were no women nominated this year. And, right. you know, obviously the woman King, that was a woman who there, that was directed by a woman. Um, but, you know, again, we're talking about diversity and how the Oscar has to continue to really try hard to get it right. And I don't know why they have to try so hard that they would just do the right thing. But, you know, right. as a it woman, goes back to my previous point, the fact right. that they have, they have to try speak to speaks to the underrepresentation in the industry to begin with. And so when it's time to nominate, you have just fewer people of color to, to pick from, whether it's in front of the camera or behind the camera. And then you have this issue where people think you're playing a token game because they're just so easy to pick from. Yeah. And that's, that's unfortunate. And I hope that they continue to revamp their strategy about how they make these decisions. Um, one of the other folks who was a surprise um, nomination was Rihanna and Tim's with the lift me up yes. song. Yes. Um, you know, it's nominated, not sure if it'll win obviously, but I do think that that says something um, at least, you know, there were a number of writers on that song, but at least having big names like Rihanna and Tim's, I think that's something, again, that is hopeful for the future. Right. I mean, I think the music category has always fared better as far as diversity is concerned. So as much as I'm happy to see that, I know that it's not as unusual to see you know black people win that uh, category. That's true. I mean, the last two decades we've seen john legend uh and common win oscars we've seen three six mafia win oscar i mean it, it happens every now and then in fact it probably happened more frequently back in the 80s right where like prince and a few other people all won oscars yeah. i mean we saw her actually won in the last year or two as well so I mean, I think the, the best original song category has been uh, a, a more diverse uh, category as compared to the others. I, I am excited, especially as a Nigerian, to see that Thames is nominated. That is huge. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. You also have they're up against Lady Gaga, which is, um, I think, a strong contender, someone who has won that award before. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to figuring out or really seeing who becomes the actual winners in many of these categories. Because again, we know that so many people have raised the flags about the Oscars and their process. So this is something that I think we'll all be continuing to just watch for. Um, but I, I will say I'm, I'm definitely going to go back and watch some of the movies that have been nominated. What's a movie that's been nominated that you haven't seen yet that you intend on seeing before the Oscars actually happen? So I haven't seen everything everywhere all at once, at least not in full. Yeah, I haven't either. So I'm, not, I'm committed to going to see the whole thing. It's, it's a little much. I do think that I might be able to appreciate it if I start from the very beginning. It's, it's a very like existential type of, uh, of, of theme. And I, I became even more interested when I found out that the husband in the movie is the, um, the kid from Goonies. Remember there was one. Yes. I remember that. That's yes. That's him as an adult. He actually won a golden globe for his performance. And so when I found that out, I was like, Oh, and it made immediate sense because his face looks exactly the same for the most part. And so I, I was like, you know, what? I'm, that's, that's enough reasons to go watch it. And, you know, I, I definitely want to give it a shot and everyone who's seen it has had good things to say. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I definitely think 
that that is one of the movies that's on my list. I actually like to see the sequel to Top Gun. I haven't seen it yet. So I think that's one of the other movies that I'm going to put on my list and make sure that I see before the Oscars actually take place. And I think one one of the easy things also that I can do that's not as long as a movie is listen to all of this, the original songs and scores that have been nominated as well, because they've broken that up into a score versus a song. Um, so those are two right. separate categories now. Right. Yeah. The score is, is more of like the instrumental type stuff as opposed to like natural, like pop ditty. <laughs> exactly. And speaking of nominations, uh, Diane Warren is also nominated. And that's an OG like songwriter, you know, who's written songs for basically all the biggest like, you know, pop stars in the last couple of decades. So that's another good nomination. Yeah, that that is a great nomination. What about let's also talk a little bit about the documentaries. So there's a doc, there are nominations for a documentary with a, a feature film and then those with a short film. Um, and so those are just other categories, again, where we're seeing likely new faces arise because it's, it's typically shorter. Um, do you have any thoughts about folks that have been nominated in the documentary categories? Full disclosure, none of them jumped out jumped out at me. I'm not gonna pretend. Okay. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> you know, that's usually, fair. usually you see like people like you know like Quest Love or you know the the Kobe one. No names that I recognize. And unfortunately, these short documentaries don't always like have like a lot of wide promotion. Mm-hmm. But uh I'm I'm definitely gonna, you know, delve a little deeper to see what they're all about. So yeah. Well, I, th- I mean I think and, that's fair. Yeah. And honestly, back to the acting nominations. Anna de Armas, who played uh, Marilyn Monroe in Blonde, I think is another shocker to me. Like, oh, it's, it's yes. Because she has a very thick accent to the point where it's like this. I can't believe this was allowed to to pass. For <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. I mean, and I hate to say this, but yeah, it's, it's like, oh, it's like, wow, like she looks I mean, she looked OK. It's a black film is black and white. So, you know, it, it, she pulls it off. But it, it was shocking to hear how thick the accent was for someone who's supposed to be playing this real life person that existed and that didn't speak like that, you know? Yeah. Well, sometimes, I mean, we definitely know uh, movie houses don't get it right with matching actors to documentaries. And that's, I think that's been one of the best criticisms about the television industry is that you have people who know these people who knew them in real life, or you have family members who are saying, Hey, that is not video. the best person. She has, I think she has the looks. She's definitely like, she has the, like the, the beauty to pull off Marilyn Monroe, but just, she did like the same way we praise Austin Butler for getting Elvis Presley's speaking pattern. So perfectly uh, to me, that's such a big part of a portrayal when it's a biopic. And I think Anna de Armour has kind of missed the mark there. Mm, that's a Netflix film, correct? Yes. That's yeah, I knew that it was on Netflix, but I haven't seen it. So I will definitely watch that before the Oscars because I'm curious now because now I'll be listening. I want all of our <laughs> listeners to go and listen for the accent. OK, listen for the accent. <laughs> so it I'll is, definitely I mean, be listening for that. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, but she looks good, though. She looks great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and speaking of looking great, we have to talk about makeup and hairstyling because Elvis, the whale, Black Panther, Batman and All Quiet on the Western Front were all movies that have been nominated. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, I've seen two of the five nominations, actually three of the five nominations. And those three 
had absolutely great makeup. And I'm talking about the Batman, Black Panther and Elvis. But, you know, makeup go makeup and costume. Actually, they play such big roles in movies. And sometimes we overlook it. But when we're thinking about bringing a character to life, we have to talk about the way that they're styled. Right. Yeah, I mean, of course, um, I think these are some of the unsung heroes of every movie. It's it's the makeup team and then the hairstyling team, the costume design. I, I think these are really, really well-deserved nominations for all five movies. Absolutely. Batman, top to, top to bottom, it's extremely long. I haven't really made it yet. Yeah, I, I saw it top to bottom. But, um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's a very long movie. I went to the movies right. to actually see it. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to, you know, tell anybody I may have fallen asleep a little bit, but, you know, I got the gist okay. of it. And that's all that's important. Okay. Good. No harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. Listen, I'm all about supporting the arts. And so one of the ways for anyone listening that you can support the arts is to go and support the arts and pay your money and, and watch it in, in, in real time. <laughs> Yeah, but also, um, what did you think about Nope not getting nominated? That's all. You know what? Yeah. Nope was actually you know what's interesting. I I've enjoyed other um, Jordan Peele movies. Nope was just okay to me. I mean, I love Kiki Palmer, so of course I'm like a Kiki Palmer stan. But I wasn't right, right, like, right. and I love Daniel, and I'm I don't want to butcher his yeah. Kaluuya. I don't want to butcher Kaluuya. his last name. But I was just like, it took me a minute to really understand like what is this movie about um and I, and then when i got it i just was like and eh. i didn't think that it would get nominated because it was the okay. plot to me was a little all over the place I, I was i wasn't expecting a nomination either but a lot of people seemed like really bummed that it didn't get nominated but also i think people are just generally trying to move away from the the heart-wrenching stories and get more interesting and different styles of movies in the in the big nomination category so yeah so i mean there's one of the names that were listed one of the movies that were listed today as as being snubbed, snubbed so. yeah okay yeah i didn't even think about that one but that is a good one and i think people there are some jordan peele clearly has an art of storytelling and he's built yes. up a great following you know with us and and um get out and so right. I think, you know, people expect a certain level from him. And I do think that he delivered. It just didn't work for me. So I don't think that it was a fail, but I just I felt like I was like, what? You know, but hey, nope. (laughs) So nope for me and nope for the movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Are there any other, you know, just movies or actors or actresses we should, you know, bring up before we wrap up this Oscar nomination conversation. Um, I think I think that's you know that's I think I've, I've shared all my thoughts. Um, I'm I'm rooting very much uh, deeply for for Brandon Fraser for Angela Bassett. I really want those those you know two to win. I uh, will see how it goes for everybody else. Um, you know, it's it's not. I, I will say it's not the most exciting nomination list I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, we'll see how it goes. Also rooting for Rihanna. So. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Well, you know, I really appreciate you stopping by. And and if people want to stay in touch with you, they can absolutely look up 
um, the the pod that you run, No Hipsters. I follow you on all the social media channels, and you are always putting out timely commentary about any and everything related to pop culture. And so I just wanted to, you know, bring that up one more time so, so our listeners know where to, you know, stay in contact with you and find you. And they can catch you on TV sometimes because I've seen you giving commentary, the latest commentary on TV as well. So Ron say thank you so much for stopping by. Of course, of course. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Crystal Night Show brought to you by Newsweek. The best way you can support us is to give your five-star review on Apple iTunes and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast to The Crystal Night Show. <laughs>